Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is just so grotesque, so sickening, so stomach churning that it's hard to know where to even begin. The horror of everything that's been happening over the last two months has been so intense that it may seem that nothing will shock anymore. Though it's important we guard against that. We don't normalize what should be regarded as a crime of historic proportions. Now, reliable estimates suggest that around 20,000 civilians have been killed by Israel's onslaught against Gaza, of which over 8,300 are children. I'll come on to why those statistics are reliable shortly, because in this video, we're discussing atrocity denial. There is a particularly shocking example of atrocity denial, which is currently going viral at the moment. You're gonna find it hard to believe if you haven't come across it already. Now let's just listen to Fleur Hassan Nahum. She's deputy mayor of Jerusalem. I've never interacted with her before, but I discovered she has blocked me on Twitter. Anyway, she was interviewed on Sky News. What do you think the death toll is? I have no idea. I'm sure it's thousands, but we believe that most of them are combatants because we've been doing as much as we can to make it into a tweezer operation. Why is it, tell me, that yesterday, day before on social media, there's a woman with essentially, or you know, pretending it's a it's a dead baby, and and when you look a little bit closer, it's a doll. If there are so many dead babies, why are they using a doll? So you think the death toll? is um, significantly lower than 15,000, and most of them are combatants. Yes, I do. Let's just repeat what she said here. A woman essentially pretending it's a dead baby, and then you look a little bit closer and it's a doll. If there are so many dead babies, why are they using a doll? She was not corrected by Sky News, as you probably noted, when she said this. Now, claims Palestinians are faking the deaths of their own babies have been systematically spread by the Israeli state and its cheerleaders. Back in October, the official Israeli account tweeted, Hamas accidentally posted a video of a doll, yes, a doll, suggesting that it was part of casualties caused by an IDF attack. Now, this was false, and they quietly deleted it. The Jerusalem Post, on the 1st of December, posted an article headlined, Al Jazeera Post Blurred Doll claims it to be a dead Palestinian baby. Now, again, false. There was an uproar. They took the article down and issued a mealy-mouthed statement about how this grotesque false claim did not meet our editorial standards and was thus removed, and that they regret this incident. Sorry truly seems to be the hardest word, especially when you're spreading fake claims that grieving parents are faking the deaths of their own children, their own babies, by using dolls. The claim has also been spread by Israeli diplomats. Davi Antibi, deputy head of the Israeli mission to Denmark. He posted video clips of grieving Palestinian parents holding their dead babies, writing, while real Israeli civilian babies are still held hostage by the bloodthirsty Hamas ISIS terrorists, the Palestinians continue their Broadway show and make fake videos of dead babies, in quotes, with dolls, the sad tears of lying. Watch it for yourself. What do you even say? Absolutely vile stuff. Yosef Haddad contributor at Israeli TV news channel i24 news tweets 
Either this doll was very close to their hearts, so it's just another scene from Pallywood. Their false propaganda is just embarrassing. Note the ridicule, the derision, as they talk about what are actually dead babies. It's also been spread, this false claim, by Visegrad24, a viral account which pushes far-right propaganda, allegedly has received funding from Poland's far-right government, incidentally, an, invest an allegation which certainly needs further investigation. They tweeted, Al Jazeera posts a body of a blurred doll claiming it's a Palestinian baby. They then quietly delete it. Again, no apology. To be clear, this is a lie. It's been debunked by journalists at BBC Verify, as one of them tweets, false claims that the body of Mohammed Hani Al-Zahar, a five-month-old Palestinian baby, is a doll, are going viral. Multiple images of Mohammed have already been published by professional journalists, clarifying he's a real dead baby, whose body is going through rigor mortis. What do you say, honestly? He goes on to tweet, there are plenty of high-res videos and images of Mohammed held by his mother and grandfather near Alaska Martyrs Hospital. He's clearly a real baby who's now dead. This is the second time, he says, totally false claims that a dead Palestinian child is a doll are going viral online. Now, if you want to know how messed up this is, so I think surely it speaks for itself, how disturbed this is getting, one pro-Israeli influencer had a viral tweet with 1.2 million views in which he wrote, the secret weapon of Hamas has been revealed. Hamas's puppet industry. This is how Hamas and the Gazans lie to the world. It's hard to impossible to distinguish between a silicon baby and a real baby. He goes on to say that their price is $60 in China and that Hamas has imported hundreds of them. Here is a gruesome case study in atrocity denial. A deliberate and systematic attempt to sow doubt in the public's mind about the murderous consequences of Israel's onslaught. They know public opinion in the West is turning against this Israeli onslaught as people see so many innocent people, including little kids, including babies being violently killed. And so they want to make public opinion think this isn't real. They're not really dying. It's one big hoax that ordinary Palestinians are so depraved and morally twisted that they would lie about their own little ones dying by parading dolls in front of cameras. Hideous. Doesn't even begin to cover it. Well, there are no shortage of dead children of dead babies in the killing fields of Gaza. We began this video with the uncorrected claim on Sky News by Fleur Hassan Nahum, the deputy mayor of Jerusalem, that Palestinians were pretending to grieve over dolls instead of their actual dead babies. And she used this as an example to make a broader point, that you should not trust the figures being presented as Gaza's actual death toll. The basis for this is those figures come from Gaza's administration, which is run by Hamas. Superficially, not a bad objection. Park the nature of Hamas for a minute. You should never defer to the claims of any party in a war because all parties in warfare, whoever they are, engage in propaganda. They have done as long as war has existed. Instead, you have to look critically at the evidence base. And that's this. Firstly, that the death toll presented by the Gaza administration in previous conflicts with Israel has always at the end of warfare been validated by both the Israeli authorities and the United Nations. Secondly, that when Joe Biden publicly doubted the figures at the end of October, atrocity denial, the administration released the names, ages and crucially Israel assigned IDs of all deaths. That's because Israel still controls the Palestinian Population Registry, a computerised database of names and ID numbers that proved that the death tally at the time was entirely correct. Thirdly, Haaretz, 
the Haaretz, sorry, the Israeli respectable newspaper, very respectable, has reported that the figures provided by the Gaza Health Ministry and Government Media Office do not deviate significantly from Israel's own private estimates. Fourthly, last month, Barbara Leaf, Assistant Secretary of State for Near Eastern Affairs, told a House panel, House in, that is Congress, that the number of those killed at that point was likely higher than was being cited. What does she mean by that? She means the figures officially presented by Gaza's administration. This is a critical point. The death toll officially excludes those missing, that is those buried beneath the rubble. The brutal truth is that society in Gaza has collapsed to the degree that thousands of bodies are under rubble or simply abandoned. It's not possible to retrieve them or their details or to include them, therefore, in any official death toll. Fifthly, it should be said the UN and independent agencies say the official death toll is credible and have also pointed to the bodies under the rubble. That's why I've been using the figures from Euromed Human Rights Monitor. That's a Geneva-based independent organisation. They're chaired by Richard Falk. He's the former UN Special Rapporteur on Human Rights in the Occupied Territory, as well as being Professor Emeritus of International Law at Princeton University. These figures do include those buried under the rubble as dead, which is clearly, I'm afraid to say, what they are. And that brings the total death toll as of the 1st of December. Bear in mind that's still four days out of date from before the ceasefire ended and many more have been killed since, but that was over 21,000 dead with an estimate of 19,660 civilians and 8,312 kids and 4,270 women. That means around 60% of those who've suffered violent deaths are women and children. Now, the point publicly being made by the Israeli state and its champions is that how do we know the death toll isn't actually largely Hamas combatants. Well, when the list of names and IDs was released at the end of October, it established that around 39.5% of the dead at that point were children. Women and children together represented the large majority of the dead. Now, many have objected to this approach as though we simply disregard the deaths of, in of men or impugn their innocence. And obviously so many male civilians have been killed too. It's just women and children can credibly be automatically excluded from the category of combatants. An analysis by the brilliant Iraqi Iraq body count, I'll come on to that, onto them and their work, found that few of the victims can have been combatants because, as they say, of the modest excess of adult males can be explained by greater exposure to risk, for example, they say, in rescue efforts. Furthermore, the Israeli army themselves estimate they've killed between 1,000 and 3,000 armed Palestinian militants. The evidence is clear. The horrendous death toll is accurate. And it is overwhelming civilians being killed, and that includes, credibly, over 8,000 children. This atrocity denial is a cynical and morally repulsive attempt to cover those numbers up and the human impact. Now, I don't want to harp on about this, because my detractors are intentionally trying to make this all about me. But you may know that I've come under attack because of my response to an IDF screening of atrocities committed by Hamas on the 7th of October. Again, to repeat, in that video, I made it clear that Hamas had committed serious, grave war crimes, including the killing of hundreds of innocent civilians, the killing of unarmed soldiers, which I specifically noted was a separate war crime in its own right, and the taking of hostages, and made clear no cause on earth justifies such war crimes, as it does not. I also emphasized how harrowing the footage was. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I remain, frankly, still shocked and horrified about what I saw and how it would stay with me for the rest of my life. I said there wasn't video footage to substantiate some claims made, but made it clear that just because certain atrocities weren't reflected in this footage, it did not mean that they did not happen. I also specifically confronted false claims which shifted blame away from Hamas for the deaths of Israeli civilians and provided the evidence to back that up. I called for all the video and audio footage in the possession of Israel's authorities to be handed over to independent journalists and analysts, which I stand by, which is shouldn't be controversial, but made it clear this shouldn't detract from the basic point that Hamas killed hundreds of innocent civilians. Alas, several of my critics have lied and willfully distorted what I said, of which more are none, but those are my views, which I have consistently clearly stated, including from the very beginning. I've never questioned the official death toll given by Israel, so you can't accuse me of doing what those apologists for Israel's offensive are doing in Gaza. It was originally around 1,400. That was reduced by around 200, officially because some of those killed were found to be Hamas. And according to Haaretz, the newspaper, Israeli newspaper, that now means 1,136 Israelis and foreign workers were killed on October the 7th, with 1,262 in total killed since the 7th of October. Of those, 810 are classified as civilian deaths. It's still being updated, but Haaretz's information is 100% credible as far as I'm concerned. I'm not the one disputing death tolls here. This is an atrocious death toll which has quite understandably traumatised and horrified Israeli society. Hamas should be condemned without reservation for the crimes and atrocities they committed. Now, it has transpired that some of the claims made about 7th of October have been shown to be false. Now, this is an atrocity denial to discuss this. Questioning these claims, as long as it's in the framework of accepting that overall an atrocity has been committed and not disputing the credible official death toll, that is not atrocity denial. Some of these inflammatory claims did circulate in order to build consent for committing other atrocities against Palestinians. And this was the entirely justified concern that many had. Now, according to the Israeli newspaper Haaretz, these false claims, including decapitated babies, I'm sorry to have to go through these again, it's not even, it's very disturbing to even talk about this, incinerated babies and dead babies hanging on a laundry line. 
Now, in one case, an Israeli journalist posted a video of himself interviewing a soldier who said babies and children were hung on a clothesline in a row that got hundreds of thousands of views on Twitter. Other journalists challenged this on the basis of publicly available data, and it was then, it should be said, removed, uh, deleted um, that particular claim. As an example, there was no evidence for it. For a start, the data shows one Israeli baby in total was killed alongside her parents on 7th of October, as well as an unborn child on the way to hospital. Horrendous enough on its own terms. The life of that Israeli baby and the unborn child is worth no less than that of a Palestinian baby. There were other claims too of children bound together and set alight of pregnant women carved open of a baby in an oven, which Haaretz has also debunked. Now, the progressive Israeli journalist, Dimi Reader, makes an important point we should engage with. I do feel emotional empathy is very important in these particular horrors, that many of these stories may well have originated in good faith and or shock. The first responders on the scene are not forensic investigators, that they stumbled an utter horror, which has traumatised so many of them, understandably. It's taboo, I know, to question the testimonies of first responders, but this is an empathetic explanation of why such claims cannot always be accepted uncritically. Again, none of this detracts from the fact Hamas did commit terrible crimes on 7th of October, which I've seen with my own eyes. Now, Haaretz has a database of Israeli victims. I've been talking to the brilliant Iraq Body Count, the internationally respected project which records violent civilian deaths resulting from the Iraq war using public records. They've been doing crucial work on the horror that's been unleashed since 7th of October. They've gone through this database and found that 34 of those Israelis killed on 7th of October were children. That's those under the age of 18. It includes, as I said, one baby and an unborn child killed when their mother was shot in the abdomen on the way to hospital. Now, to be clear, that is an appalling death toll. Appalling death toll. The worth of each of their lives is no different from those of a Palestinian child. You should mourn every loss the same. Innocent, defenceless children, their whole lives ahead of them, ended by the most appalling violence. To be clear, this database isn't complete. We don't have the ages for around a quarter of those killed. There are overseas workers, soldiers and police officers listed where we don't have their ages, but of course we know they are adults. But I'm not going to include those in the, to in the total. That means of the three quarters of those killed on the 7th of October for whom we do have ages, 3.5% were children, Israeli kids. Now again, every single one of those child deaths, every single one's a tragedy, you know, which causes cause us horror, grief. Now, what does this does underline, and it does no way deflects from that horror, is the absolute horror now befalling Gaza. If we go by the data with names, ages, and IDs released at the end of October for that Gazan death toll, 39.5% of those killed by Israeli strikes were children. If we go by the latest estimates of those provided by Euromed Human Rights Monitor, this proportion has actually stayed eerily static at around 39.5%. In both cases, I'm using overall death tolls. That is, I'm not distinguishing between civilians and combatants to avoid going into the controversy of what proportion of those killed in Gaza are combatants when we know the official total of those killed in Israel. That means the proportion of children killed by Israel's onslaught against Gaza is now over 11 times higher than the proportion of children killed by Hamas on 7th of October in an attack which was rightly condemned as a despicable and sickening atrocity committed 
against so many innocent people. Now, to be clear, I'm talking about proportions here. Of course, I'm not talking about absolute numbers. Obviously, far, far more times children have now been killed in Gaza. These are all horrible statistics. Every single one of them is a human life. And we have to remember that. A human life which was snuffed off, snuffed out violently. Now, given that the Israeli state is claiming that there was a unique horror about Hamas's atrocity on the 7th of October in a historical sense, where does that leave the Israeli state, given it is killing, as a total proportion of the overall dead, over 11 times more children as a proportion in Gaza than Hamas did of their hideous death toll in Israel? That isn't in any way, again, and we'll keep saying this because of my bad faith critics, and because it comes from the heart, it is in no way an attempt to minimise the horror committed by Hamas, which nobody should do. It's to underline the sheer scale of horror being unleashed by the Israeli state. When I spoke to the brilliant experts of the Iraq body count, they explained that for a start, the smaller size of children, that is the smaller size of their bodies, meant they are more likely to be killed than to survive bomb blasts and other war injuries, whereas Hamas were using mainly handheld weapons, and those southern Israeli communities, of course, are obviously far less densely populated than in Gaza. Now, recent revelations by the Israeli-Palestinian publication Plus 972 exposed, based on interviews with figures in Israeli military intelligence, that the acceptable ratio of civilian casualties per single military target has gone from dozens per military target to hundreds per military target. Combine that with bombing the homes of those alleged to be Hamas militants, even those who are small fry, that means killing them along with often their entire families, including their children and, of course, including their babies as well as tower blocks which are deemed acceptable targets if half a floor can be said to be used by Hamas, as well as so-called power targets which include high-rises and residential towers in the heart of cities are the grounds this will create a shock in civil society to get Palestinian civil society to put pressure on Hamas, all of which indicative, by the way, of grave war crimes and what I would deem clearly to be terrorism. So yes, there is atrocity denial happening amongst all this horror. But the atrocity deniers are those who refuse to take a stand against Israel's onslaught, who refuse to accept the death toll, who refuse to accept the number of children killed, none of which applies in any sense to people like myself, despite their claims. This is all projection on their part. Don't let them get away with this atrocity denial, which is an attempt to deflect from the horror happening right now because of Israel's Western-backed onslaught against Gaza and the horrific human cost that entails. Please like and subscribe. Do keep the show on the road on patreon.com forward slash ownjoz84. Give this video a share if you so wish. I'll speak to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.